The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. And right now I want to turn to the phones and we'll t- welcome Lillian to the show. Welcome to the show, Lillian. Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Tell me, what's your question? My question is, how can I deal with anxiety and um, terrible depression over the death of my brother without medication? Oh, your your brother recently died. What happened? Well, my brother was in prison for 45 years for various things. Um, uh, at, at first, he ran away from home, cause we, uh, and then he got into the system from that way, and then he got okay. into heroin in prison. And it, or when he was in the juvenile places, and he just he just turned sixty, and he got out of prison, and he was doing really well at a job, and he was getting married, and um, but he um, had heart failure. Okay, so it was and, a sudden and I death. I went over to take care of him, and we didn't get along, and I loved him so much. Okay, and he died. What did you love about him? <laughs> he had a, he was. I know it sounds ridiculous, but he was, even in prison, I keep getting letters of how he's changed people's lives. And he um, gave a speech once when he got out for a short time, and um, the dean of the University of Washington wanted to give him, pay him to go and lecture around how the penal system doesn't work. He was very charismatic, and he and I loved him, and he took care of us when my parents abandoned us. We were on the streets for months before. Oh my gosh, how old were you then? And so we had a special bond, and I loved him so much. And he's dead now. And I, every time I think about it, I feel like I'm going to go mad. But there's nothing you can do. Okay, how long ago did he die? <laughs> July twelfth. July twelfth. So several months ago. Well, yeah. And what has helped in that interim? Uh, well, it seemed like for two weeks I was doing uh, real. Well, I didn't care. I was just, I was, I was just engulfed in grief, and there was nothing that could have pulled me out of it. And then all of a sudden, I snapped out of it. And I can't exactly um, tell you what uh, it snapped me out. I, whether it was a Gershwin tune, or I used to be in Broadway musicals, and. Um, and I think music helped me. And then I'm a real estate agent as well. But then, but then I keep getting waves of the reality of him being dead. And you know, his ashes were in my trunk, and he hated the cold. And I had to run out there and bring him in because you know I'm just you had to run out and bring candles, what? and I'm not religious, and I'm I, I'm just okay. You had to run out and bring what in? His ashes in. Oh, okay. Because he hates the cold. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm going Michigana. Okay, so here, here's what I'm hearing. That you, even though he was in prison, you're saying that you owe him, you owe him so much from the beginning of life, from when exactly. you were, and that you, you are so appreciative of that, and you didn't get along at the end, so it wasn't a good ending for both of you? No. You didn't get any closure there. But know that it's within you. Your capacity to apt to love and appreciate is within you. That's a trait of your own. That's a character trait that you've developed over the years. Another person would have said, you know what? I, I hated him. I hated his guts. Now, there are things about your brother you probably didn't like because he was in prison, right? Well, he'd always escape and he'd rob our family and and uh, even rob... Uh, places that I worked at, you know, and um, uh, when I was at a concert at a hotel and whatnot, he robbed the, the 
the so he violated individual rights all the time. All the time. Okay. Oh yeah, he was. He was not perfect, and he did a lot of horrible things. That you know, he wasn't in prison for. for What's um, the most horrible thing he did? Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. Thirty seconds. That's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is, The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. He was not perfect, and he did a lot of horrible things. That's, you know, he wasn't in prison for... for What's um, the most horrible thing he did? Um, uh, armed robbery. Armed robbery. Okay, so it could have been me or you yeah. at the point of a gun, yeah. right, at his gun. So he, if you, you, it, when you judge a person, you want to make sure to keep the full picture, um, the full okay. context. That's what I was talking about at the beginning with, you know, it could be worse, it could be raining. Right. But you want to hold the full context. This man on the whole, was not a lovable person. He's someone who could turn on you. He's someone who was using drugs, I'm assuming. Did you say heroin? He was someone who screwed up his life at the very beginning. He had a really hard start, granted that. But there are a lot of... I had the same one. Exactly. And so you ran an experiment in your family, and you noticed that you made much better choices. And I just finished... uh, 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 tape on Frederick Douglass, who was a slave, and you know what? He was he was brought up being beaten, really badly beaten, and he became a phenomenal individual. Yeah. And you don't have to know the history, but I would say that on the whole, you can say that you have the capacity to value what your brother did heroically at the outset of your life, but then he made a series of very bad choices that got worse over time. He destroyed what could have been your loving brother. So when you met him at the end of his life, he didn't know it was the end of his life. No. When you met him at the end of his life, you were probably holding out some hopes. The the university, uh, was it the dean or something who said that? The University of Washington. Right. You know, you were probably holding out some hopes that you would, he would be, be a much better person but my guess is given the whole his whole long history 60 years that the it, you didn't get along with him at the end there so something well, was, was taking care of him and he was acting like an ass okay so he's not a good person i think your brain needs to be able to integrate that over time and you, you it doesn't sound so much i know um that you're feeling like you have a lot of depression and anxiety. That's normal. Anxiety is uncertainty, and you don't know how to place your brother in your own mind. Was he a good person or a bad person? Could you have done more, or should you have just dumped him at one point? You need to go through grief. You need active grieving. A grieving is allowing yourself to bawl your eyes out. Because you need to be able to have the thoughts so you can connect them clearly, just like you're doing on radio right now with me. You want to acknowledge the death, understand his death, understand your own pain that you're feeling, reconnect 
to his memory. It's not him. But just, if I were you, I would try to preserve what you loved about him without denying that he did armed robbery. This is not a, a good person. It was, it, it, it wasn't like, you know, uh, you know, for his own um, wealth, it, it was, because, you know, heroin is an illegal Yes. Drug. Oh, I understand he was addicted, and I understand people do really bad things on that, but people also work to get off of it, too. As you said, you did much better. Listen, I wish we could continue this. I know we're at the end of time. I'm um, so sorry. Thank you um, so much, and I encourage you to get grief therapy. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. <coughs> what a filthy job. Could be worse. How? Could be raining. And that's a classic line from young Frankenstein. And there are times when my husband and I are just frustrated with something and we'll look at one another and we'll say, it could be worse, it could be raining. And that's actually a very good therapy skill to be able to keep a sense of proportion. Even today, Today I went out and I had to return some bedding that I bought. The sheets didn't fit. So I went to return it and I couldn't find the sales slip anywhere. And I was really stressing out about this. Now, think about the things that you can stress out about in your life. I mean, losing a sales slip is minor. And what one of the therapy skills is to keep a sense of proportion, to be able to say, it could be worse you could have lost a lot more than just a therapy slip. And not a therapy slip, excuse me, uh, than a receipt for betting. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. A note on selfish romance, of course you can do non-sacrificial favors. Let's look at this issue from a genuinely loving perspective. If you adore your partner, you will selfishly enjoy doing things to please him or her. This doesn't just mean ceasing the annoying negative things such as calling your partner fatty or refusing to help around the house. It also means giving your partner positive values such as listening attentively, writing love notes, and bringing flowers. This is such an important topic that we devote all of part four to how to nurture your love for one another. You can download chapter one for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.